Welcome back, guys. It has been an action-packed past two weeks. I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, to start off, I had a, um, a reading week. It's called last week. Not this past week, but the week before that. And basically, what that was was um, we were done with the winter term. I th you know, I don't know if the grades are up for the winter term, but I think I did fine. You know, I think I did really well. I learned a lot, and that's what's most important uh, because my profession will be uh, in need of uh, experience and applicable knowledge uh, as a pastor. So I'm really happy that I was able to do that two-week uh, winter term leadership immersion at the two churches, but we've covered enough about that in the past. Um, so let's just jump right back in. Uh, I'm doing very well in my health. Uh, I, I'm really happy with the diet that I'm on and the progress I've seen. And I'm feeling mentally clear because of it. I have a lot more energy. I'm taking less naps. And I'm just overall having more fun around campus and stuff with my buddies. Uh, this past Friday, I went and saw, I drove up first of all from home and I went that night on that last Friday, uh, to go see the Pearl Fishers, which is an opera. And I've talked a lot about the winter operas down here in St. Louis, but, um, this opera is a Bazette opera. So if you've heard of Carmen, which most people have, it's the one with the bowl and, uh, the lady that dances with the finger symbols uh, in the dress. Uh, a lot, like you've, you've all probably heard the, you know, hit songs from there. And that was incredible. It was kind of, you know, just kind of like floating along on a happy cloud was seeing that opera. All of the songs were just delightful. It was, had great themes of friendship and, uh, you know, true love and sacrifice. And really, uh, I, what stood out to me were the duets uh, with the two men. Uh, They're very talented, those two singers. And there was also a very unique song where there was a duet between the two men, and there was an added like harmony layer with the main love interest. And that was uh, something that I thought was pretty awesome. Moving on from there, uh, that next day, Brigida, my fiance, and I went to the SLU versus Dayton, Ohio game, the basketball game, and that was a lot of fun because we thought it was going to be another game where SLU just totally lost, but all of a sudden they came back. It was very intense. They kept making three-pointers. We were cheering the whole time. Uh, we were up there with the other alumni, and we were all excited to you know, see the them play well and another big highlight of that game was if you're an alumni you can enter your infant into the infant crawl where your child uh, crawls across uh, this certain measurement of the uh, basketball court and basically you're racing other infants and there was 29 kids that were entered and it was really cute. They had, they all had like numbers and little bios that they put up on the screen with a picture. And uh, 
you know, one kid, as soon as they said go, just dashed it on a, you know, crawling, just dashed it across the mat and won in like six or eight seconds. Uh, we were all, you know, everyone was very pleased. You know, everyone was, was laughing and smiling and uh, essentially, you know, you know, set a new record for the history books here at SLU. We're all proud of him. And uh, he was able to allow his parents to bring home a $500 check. So God bless him. I'm sure it'll be in the baby book. Uh, that one time that he, you know, paid for a couple boxes of diapers for his parents. And I, it was funny. It was a good time. And then Sunday for our small group that we're a part of, Brigitte and I, we were able to have kind of like a little cook uh, not cook off, but like barbecue night where we made hot dogs and or sausages and hamburgers. And that was, you know, it was just awesome uh, because we were hosted by a certain family in our small group and they're, you know, known to be culinarily gifted. And so the hamburgers were, you know, just delightful, but they also had this awesome spread of perfectly sliced tomatoes, lettuce, onion, cheese you know nice cheese and uh, i was able to prepare some garlic mayonnaise to share though i mostly ate it and another you know special treat that you don't get every day was some guacamole i was able to spread on my burger so i had a lot of good healthy fats and protein so thanks again to that family had a great time and um it was also fun to get back into the swing of things here at the seminary because this was the first week of the spring semester. So now it's, you know, truly school time again, guys. So it's kind of freaky, but at the same time, it's really exciting. I'm taking homiletics for the first time. And what that means, if you're not familiar, is it's where you learn how to um, write and formulate sermons. So it, it all comes down to this, whether I'll be a good pastor or not is this semester. Uh, so far, we're learning a lot of great stuff. Uh, I have an excellent professor. He only has, you know, just incredible insight to give. Um, and a lot of it stems from we're being taught how to read the Bible. And <laughs> that's an important aspect of being a pastor. Uh, right now, we're focusing on and you know, looking for in the text, uh, the pattern of prophecy, proclamation, and uh, persecution, which is what a lot of Old Testament prophets went through and leaders, and uh, then, you know, what John the Baptist went through and Jesus, and then he hands it right on to the apostles and in turn us, uh, you know. So when Jesus says in, in the very end of Luke, uh, when he appears to the disciples, he says, um, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. He says, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are the witness of these things. 
I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with the power from on high. So, guys, this is just another great promise from Jesus Christ. Uh, what he's saying here is it had to be, it had to come to be. It was prophesied and it was fulfilled in him that uh, he died, he suffered, died, and rose again. And that's what he did. And what he also does and still does today is he gives repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Or sorry, he gives forgiveness of sins uh, when it's preached in uh, his name, Jesus' name. And so um, what he's doing is passing this on. He says, you're a witness to these things. And he's sending us, um, he's sending us off. He's passing on the torch to us and saying, um, you know, we also... Um, are preaching um, repentance and forgiveness of sins in the name of Jesus as, as long as it's in the name of Jesus Christ. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, it brings us into the story of Jesus, of God, and it's probably the most incredible thing I learned this week. One of the more uh, dry classes I'm taking is uh, called the Synoptic Gospels. And uh, in those, you know, we're looking at Matthew, Mark, and Luke and seeing at how they're the same or similar and how they're different. Uh, this one's a lot more dry in that we're uh, reading the Greek verse by verse <laughs> and looking at, you know, why certain language is used, how certain language is used, what's emphasized, what isn't emphasized. So... Uh, this isn't necessarily um, where my brain naturally goes to. Um, I'm, you know, more excited about stuff like I just talked about. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot for me to learn in this aspect, obviously. And I look forward to uh, learning a lot in this class. Another one of the foundational classes I'm taking is Creeds and Confessions. So I'm learning a lot. Well, we're going to be learning and um, learning through teaching each other through writing uh, about the Lutheran confessions and creeds. Well, you know, more, you know, the, the Christian creeds and, um, you know, Lutheran, you know, Augsburg Confession and basically the Book of Concord. Um, ask your pastor about it back home. But what we'll be doing in that class is, uh, as we learn, we're going to be writing, uh, quote unquote, chapters of our own books, where we're explaining Lutheranism to people that don't know anything about it. And uh, I think that will greatly help my, you know, ability to explain my faith, my specific faith, uh, you know, beyond just identity in Christ, but as a Lutheran, uh, to other people. Uh, so, of course, this will be preparing me in a great way. Uh, so far, we've just been uh, reading through certain elements of the Book of Concord and uh, getting supplemental lecture material from the professor. Uh, like, for the, the past two sessions, we've been learning a lot about um, how everyone in the world has a filter and through which they see the world, and uh, specifically Jesus. And how we're, we no longer live in a world where people haven't heard about Jesus. Everyone's already heard about Jesus, 
and they already have a lot of opinions about them. So uh, that will be interesting as we pursue it. Specifically today, we talked about how Americans see Jesus and how it's very unique compared to, say, Europe or the East uh, and how, you know, we make Jesus more like we're interested in his personality and, um, you know, the way he acted instead of, uh, you know, doctrine and that kind of stuff. Another one of my favorites so far for this semester is Intro to uh, Practical Theology, which is taught by one of my favorite guys here at the seminary. And basically what he's trying to so far teach us, he's trying to prepare us to be pastors and to apply our theology in a practical way. And so what he's trying to teach us right now is there's theology and there's practical theology where you implement it. And he's given us different situations and making us uh, research different situations where, uh, you know, what, you know, what is the theological answer, but how do you implement that in an actual real way that wouldn't, you know, drive people away or make a whole bunch of people upset so that this is just, you know, another foundational critical thing that everyone needs to learn uh, that goes to church. Uh, just because of how important and how central, you know, talking to other people uh, is in, in uh, the community of church and, you know, appeasing people without uh, letting core tenants subside and that kind of thing. So I'm enjoying that. Another thing we returned to this week was uh, going to chapel every day. And that's always a great way to feed ourselves spiritually uh, by following along in the liturgy you know, there's different themes for each day. Sometimes we'll do more traditional stuff. On each Thursday, it's always uh, contemporary, where we sing contemporary music, uh, more contemporary, uh, you know, ways of dress and that kind of thing. And um, always, you know, the highlight is communal prayer, where everyone can, you know, just pray whenever they want out loud. And we, you know, say, um, Lord, have mercy and, you know, commend each other and console each other. Another thing that I thought was cool that I learned was I went and hung out with a dude that is a fellow um, RFE guy. So what an RFE guy is, it's what I am at my local congregation, uh, a field, well, it's called a residential field education. So I'm, you know, the seminarian that's there at the church, helping out with the church, volunteering. And so I went over to his place, and he basically um, went through and taught me how to uh, construct a, uh, a Bible study in a more practical way than, say, what we've been learning so far, um, as we've been doing very in-depth, like, verse-by-verse -verse Bible studies. This one was more topical. That's the correct word, topical. So... You know, if people are interested in, say, talking about discipleship, how do you, you know, structure a Bible study about a specific topic as opposed to, um, you know, we're reading, you know, chapter by chapter a Bible book. Um, instead, we're talking about, um, you know, specific subjects. And because, you know, when you sit down and think about it, it's uh, it's pretty uh, daunting to to say, you know, well, what do I tell them about discipleship this week? There's a million things I could talk about. How do I throw it down on paper? 
And so he helped me, you know, focus on that. And I was very appreciate, uh, appreciative of that. And uh, moving on from those kinds of things, uh, my fiance and I were able to do more wedding planning, which is very exciting. Uh, we were very impressed with uh, a certain DJ service and their photography options. Um, the the lady that owned, well, I don't know if she owned it, but like she was in charge there. She has a really awesome pet pug, and I'm jealous of the pet pug because I would love to have a cute little pet pug, but I've been warned too much about their health risks, poor little guys, and, you know, their moltingness and, you know, just the poor little pugs being inbred and selectively bred like that so they have diseases. And it's sad. Uh, but whatever. Uh, maybe at some point in the future I'll still be able to get a pug when breakthroughs in technology allow you to clone pugs and just get a perfect pug with no, uh, you know, <laughs> medical conditions or special, uh, you know, dietary needs or the need to wipe its nose all the time. Uh, poor little pugs. But yeah, that's kind of what, what's been on my mind this week is the possibility of having a pug as a pet, but it's never going to happen. Last night was something very special at the seminary where we did the St. Baldrick's Foundation head shaving. I personally did not shave my head, but many people, men and women, did shave their heads from the seminary community, and it was just incredible. We raised a lot of money for um, the St. Baldrick's Foundation, for um, cancer research, specifically uh, brain cancer in uh, childhood uh, cancer. And, you know, it's just, it was a great experience. Every, you know, people were, you know, we're sitting there talking to each other, smiling, laughing, you know, with people that you wouldn't, you know, normally think could pull off, you know, having a bald head, like, wow, like, you know, oh, that's silly that you're bald or wow, you look great. And, you know, it's just good camaraderie. Um, we also had the unique opportunity to uh, listen to uh, a family of uh, of which the foundation aids, and uh, they were able to uh, tell their story. And what was awesome was we were then able to pray with them communally, and we sang the doxology with them, which was emotionally uh, just uh, overwhelming <laughs> at a certain point for me. Because it was just like the perfect thing to do for that situation. I'm, um, I feel so blessed that the correct person was running this program. Uh, and they just, you know, everything went great. Uh, you know, there was no, no devil was interfering with our St. Baldrick's head shaving. Uh, you know, he was nowhere near. It all went perfectly smoothly. And we all were just there for each other and had a great time. So thanks God for that. And looking forward to this weekend. It's another one of those, you know, what do I do weekends? I'll probably, you know, be hanging around down here at the, the seminary, seeing what everyone else is doing. But something that I do know is happening tomorrow, and all of y'all are invited to go and attend. Um, at 4.30 Saturday, 
at uh, the Intersect Art Center. They're going to be having a free, including food and drinks, Artists of St. Louis Jazz Festival. So there's going to be local St. Louis artists, art hanging on the wall. They're going to be, you know, standing around talking to whoever. Uh, people are going to be playing jazz performances. You can, you know, eat just eat some food. Um, and I think it's going to be a great time. It's free. And I think it's, from what I understand, Intersect, the Intersect and the Intersect Art Center is like the intersection between, you know, uh, the church and the community. Uh, and it's just in a really cool location. It's, I believe, if rumors are true, it's in one of the uh, remaining old seminary campus buildings from way back in the 20s or whatever, or late 1800s. So that would be really awesome. It probably has a real cool urban look. You know, they probably want to make it into lofts for young people, but just didn't end up doing it. But that'll be cool. And then if you're in the St. Louis area, guys, tomorrow or not tomorrow, Sunday at 2, there is a wiener dog derby uh, over in uh, Lafayette Square. No, Soulard. So Soulard, if you don't know, is um, it's like the French. It's sort of French Quarter with Lafayette Square. Like they're both near each other. But uh, they always host the Mardi Gras, uh, well, which is the second largest Mardi Gras in America outside of New Orleans. But this is part of uh, the beginnings of Mardi Gras celebration. It's the Wiener Dog Derby. And here's the description. The longest-running Dachshund Derby in America is back. On February 4th, hundreds of Dachshunds descend upon Wiener Stadium, also known as Rudy Commons, to determine the fastest dachshund in the land. Don't have a wiener dog, but your pup still wants to participate? Let them compete in the wannabe wiener race. <laughs> yep. So go online and, uh, you know, reserve if you want your, your wiener dog to compete in that race over in Soulard. Uh, or if you don't have a wiener dog, your wannabe wiener can participate in the race. So... I, you know, that's pretty much it. Looking forward to next week. It's going to be another week of class. I'm going to be leading worship on Monday night. That'll be cool. And, you know, just working more at the library. And uh, just overall, I'm I'm blessed as a student here. I have a lot of great friends and people that care about me and vice versa. And I really hope that y'all have a great week uh, this coming week and have a safe weekend. Let me pray with you real quick. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for all the ways in which you've uniquely blessed us, even though sometimes we feel as though, you know, we're, we're really struggling, where uh, we feel cursed, we feel as though, uh, you know, nothing's going right. Uh, help us always to always rely on you and look to you in these circumstances and, um call out to you in these times of uh, trial and temptation and uh, bless the family that we were able to help out through the St. Baldrick's uh, head shaving event. Uh, bless their family, heal their family, comfort their family. Uh, thank you so much for the passion and the faith and the love 
that you bless their son with. And um, thank you for the seminary community, all the people that are looking out for me, and all the people that are supporting me to be here. And uh, bless all of our families and relationships and increase our capacity to love and our, um, our want to share with others that we love them. And always remind us to always have an attitude of gratitude and to let others know how much they mean in our lives. And we ask this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great and blessed week, guys. Bye-bye.